you find common common ground. So what are those similarities that you guys are interested in? And the moment that you you find that, that is your foothold. And that's what you use. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Let's start. Um, hello and welcome. Today, I want to, we're going to be sitting down with my great friend, a great father, and someone I feel that will add so much value to us. His name is Billy, and he's going to be talking more about himself. But just to give you an insight, so I actually met Billy 2014, if I'm correct. And in 2014, we started as basketball teammates, but it went on further than that because I saw Billy as a brother from not just the work he did on the court, but out of the court. He was very caring, always very, you could you could see that he had a, a strong discipline to himself in terms of how he approaches people, always caring, checking up on people. When he got engaged, got married, and then had a kid, I was, this are the, these are the right steps to it, and this is a great father. I, I'll be honest, I always pre his Instagram. I'm always on his Instagram account, see what's next. <laughs> what's the story? Okay, so last week I think you had, you could build the indoor basketball net. And I was like, <laughs> wait, wow. So you can actually build this like this. I think your son made more shots than you. Or maybe that was the clip I saw. But <laughs> it was interesting to see that you could actually have a way to make quarantine fun. And I think you guys also built, what was it? In-house, little home, little kind of cardboard house. Yeah, I bought delivery. Yeah, I built him. I built him a cardboard house, yeah. Absolutely. So it's amazing steps like that and I really wanted to have you on the show because I feel that whilst yes we do have people that are just currently talking about the struggles of getting that journey there are people that have actually made that journey and have gotten to that Mm. goal that we want and I really want all you guys listening to get a taste of this and just hear more from Billy so without further ado Billy stage is yours yeah, so Chini, thank you so much for this opportunity to be on this platform, just to talk about fatherhood in general and yeah. my journey uh, pre-fatherhood and um, within fatherhood. So yeah. you guys don't know, my name is Billy Peronia. I'm 26 years old, so quite a young dad. I have a four-year-old and I have um, I have another one coming up, a baby girl. So we're excited. Boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah I- uh 2014 um circa 2014 i think it was so um it was in uni and this guy was this guy was grinding all the time and it was it was you and prince that was in our um first team practices just pushing us so a lot of you guys know um well probably don't know is that uh me and chinny played basketball but this guy um coach already had admiration for him and Prince as well because they showed up to first team practice and showed up all the first team guys man these like these two guys who who uh, played in the second team just showed us up 
like in terms of grinding they were they were the fastest they were the quickest they were the hungriest so um you looking at me i was looking at you just just thinking wow these guys are hungry so you know we've got to compete <laughs> absolutely and honestly it was i think that first year especially was the i felt it was a actual family we had the wednesday dinners and just get together but it was a, a real community and i think it's it's so important that i went through that first year because i saw what it could be having a strong yeah. unit of friends and basketball teammates as well but it's it's been amazing it's been a wonderful journey it's been a wonderful journey i'm so happy we're still in touch and i think for me i'm sure the listeners are probably asking themselves okay so what can we learn from this what what are we going to be getting from this so today a lot of it is going to be based on conversations but more so billy talking and talking about his experiences like he said pre-fatherhood and current fatherhood and i wanted to just start off with a question that's that I really want to get your opinion on, and that is, what does fatherhood mean to you? Yeah, so fatherhood is, that word is a lot to contemplate about, really, because <clears throat> when you're expecting to be a father, so for me, it came in two parts. Yeah. So the first part is you you knowing that you're going to be a father and you seek to inspire your child so what goes through your head immediately is so the moment you find out that uh your partner is pregnant you're kind of like oh yeah man i'm gonna be gonna be the best dad i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be that best role model i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna take him here i'm gonna train him to do this and we're gonna have so much fun and you know you think of all these fantasies right um and yeah that's your main goal is to inspire you want to inspire your your child and that's that's the first thing that goes through your mind the second part for me what father what the word fatherhood means is the realization that the tides turn when you when you become a father is that they become your inspiration so rather than you seeking to inspire them they in turn inspire you to be the best version of yourself to be that role model for them and that's how in my journey that's how it switched and i realized it not immediately i didn't realize it immediately it was something that so as the months went on um in my wife's pregnancy we're thinking about all these ideas like oh man i'm gonna have you know i'm gonna be like his coach i'm gonna be the best supporter i'm gonna be this that you're thinking of different uh, role mo- roles that he can model after. Absolutely. And um, as as he grows, especially in the first year, um, and you working full time, you know, there's some days at work where you just, man, like, do I really want to do this? Because uh, there was in, in my first job after after uni, it was um, I liked the role, but I didn't like it that much i knew it was a stepping stone yeah um so there was a lot of why am i doing this and i know i got to work for god but what really motivated me was the little one that i had to Mm. provide for you know so that's where that inspiration comes in and really powers through so 
that's when I realized actually every time I wake up and look at look at Sam still sleeping it makes you want to work it makes you want to do stuff that you've never done before um and just grind so that see that's amazing I think like it's interesting to see how you've been able to show two perspectives of it in terms of be, wanting to be an inspiration. And you said you t- use the term when it flips in the head and then your child becomes an inspiration yeah. to keep you motivated, to keep you pushing. And just touch upon that in terms of going on to the next question. So being, bearing in mind, this is now you as a father and you're looking at both ways in terms of you being inspired and your child inspiring you. Just give us, if you could give us, next question is, what was your personal relationship growing up in terms of fatherhood, relationship with your father? Just give us a bit of an insight. How did that go out for you? Yeah, so it was a roller coaster ride, I'd say, <clears throat> because I knew, I knew that my dad loved me. So I knew my yeah. father loved me. Um, <clears throat> I knew that, I knew it through, I guess, the things he would do. Like, by his actions, I could see it. Um, but that you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear it verbally or you wouldn't hear it um, from an emotional standpoint. Like, you wouldn't hear it. But my dad was kind of that person that you wouldn't know that if you could joke with him or not. So, okay. you know, he, he, you kind of had to... Test and walk. Yeah, like, you had to be treading on thin ice just to kind of wait he's laughing he's laughing okay (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah my relationship with with my dad um it started off well so if i go back in when we just first came to this country he was like i said he's my biggest supporter day one if i wanted to play football he'd be like yeah go play football you want if i wanted to play basketball he said yeah go play basketball if I said I needed football boots or football trainers or any kind of equipment I needed to to play the sport that I wanted to play, yeah. he was the, he was the first one to go. Okay, here you go. Let's go get it. And um, through that, I knew that he loved me because he would turn up at my games and he would turn up there to support me. And that's why I knew that he loved me. But it's it's kind of like half of the equation. You don't get because he doesn't show it verbally or he doesn't show it emotionally. Um, it was, it, it felt like it wasn't complete. And um, I knew that there was still a distance between us because I couldn't talk to him about deeper things, like what went on in his life mm. and um, what's going on in my life. Uh, so stuff like that, that, that went, um, I guess, we never so yeah my um you know well my dad is that person for me that ticks me off so easily (laughs) and i think we all have that one person oh trust me yeah we all have that one person that you know if if that one if someone says a joke it sounds funny but when that person says that joke it's not funny yeah it it annoys you and um my dad was that one person in my life that if someone criticized me about my 
my craft. So whether it was basketball, football, tennis, if it was uh, schoolwork, if it was maths, whatever it was, if he criticized me, it would, it would dig deep, like, it would dig deep. It would go right through my heart. It would go through, like, it would just anger me. Um, whereas if other people said it, I'd just be like, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, you saw that. You saw, okay, I could improve that, yeah. you know? But for some reason, um, if it was my dad, that would really tick me off. And that's when, when, I, turned, when I, I gave my life to Christ in 2010, I started to see um, that, I started to identify that he was that person that would easily tick me off. And I didn't know why. Um, but I think it had to do with that emotional detachment that we had. Yeah. We didn't have that relationship. And I think um, because of that, uh, as I saw and read the Bible and saw the relationship between the son and father and all these different examples in the Bible, you kind of think, well, I don't have that relationship with my dad. Mm. And you question yourself, why not? Um, and then <clears throat> I remember I just said, you know what? If he's not going to make the effort, then I'm going to make the effort. You know, one of us has got to try. Absolutely. So it, it started off with, um, because we wouldn't, honestly, we wouldn't talk. Like, he would just ask me, like, where are you going? Uh, I'm going here. And he'd be like, all right, that's it. Um, he'd ask, you know, there'd be weeks where you, you, you wouldn't ask me how I am. Um, he'd ask about, did you win your game? How many points did you score? Or like, how many assists did you have? And who did you play against? You know, so it's, it's very surface stuff. Surface level. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wanted something deeper than that because I knew that I had limited time within this household that I'm living in. And I already established that relationship with my mom. So we're okay. We're cool. But with my dad, I was like, no, I can't. I cannot graduate and leave this house and not have this relationship because it's going to be harder. Absolutely. You know, when I'm not, when I, I'm not seeing him every day. So I started making, making kind of like a checklist, that I, like a to-do list that when I wake up, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And in that to-do list was, have breakfast with my dad you know wake up wake up before he goes to work and have breakfast with him um so yeah that's what i did i have breakfast with him just have like even just started with how long are you gonna work today and you'll be like oh i'm doing two hours overtime like, oh, okay and then making sure that if there was if he was watching sports i had a decision should i go out with my friends Oh, you know what? I'm going to sit on the sofa and watch the sports with him. And, you know, sacrifice. Yeah. You just kind of, you know, you put in the effort. Um, and that's where it started for me. Yeah. And it grew into a relationship where now we can talk about anything and everything. Um, and it, for me, it, I think it validated in his perspective that, I am a man of my word and that, and the person that he, he saw trying to establish that relationship with him, he sees it that I am establishing that relationship with my son from an early age. Okay. Yeah. So I see. That's interesting. You said that in terms of it, it putting in the effort. And I think 
the question I have in mind now is how were you able to, because the truth is from what you're saying, like the whole waking up and scheduling to make sure you sit down and watch the news and then take time out to, instead of going out with friends, you stay in the house and watch a game or a sports game with him. That, it, that takes a lot. But my thing is, of course, that shows patience and actual desire to make it work. During that time, surely you must have had someone to help you. How? Because it's frustrating. How were you able to keep yeah. your mind okay all through that process? Yeah, I mean, someone. Yeah, I definitely had someone. Um, but first and foremost, I can't forget uh, God and His Word because yeah. you know he, he teaches us to honor honor our parents, and that was that was my main motivator in doing it. Is that um, if I don't honor my parents, then I'm not honoring God. So that was me. That was the basis of it. And if that motivation didn't work, and it just fueled me because sometimes we'd have. Uh, one word conversations or like oh i get i get an, an answer that's only one word uh tick me off or um me having to learn how to to watch the formula one and follow formula one and all these different drivers and the techniques of how they drive um you know <clears throat> making sure that i sit down with him on sundays to watch that as those are the things that kind of ticks you off when you don't see the fruit straight away and you just need you just need someone to vent to at times where you kind of like man it's not working and for me it was my best friend who uh sadly passed away but in that time when when I was doing this um no one really knew that I was doing this and what I was trying to establish but um yeah he knew he knew and he was my he was my accountability partner and he was a person that prayed for me and at times he just gave a different insight, a different perspective to things where I'd come to him annoyed about something. And then yeah. he would, he would say something like, for example, look, man, like he, he'd been working. He did like four hours overtime and there's you pestering him with questions. Maybe he just wanted to relax. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Insights like that, where you just kind of like, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So it's it's one of those things where I guess it's perspectives. So seeing from people's perspective, different perspectives. I like the example you gave there where you said um, your friend would tell you, just look at it. He worked this many hours. So that's probably why he's not responding. I think sometimes we need that because we feel that people just don't care. And mm -hmm. it's one thing I had to learn, even with my journey, my father. And it's one of those things where he never had that relationship with his father. Right. But not to say it justifies him not having that relationship with me, but it's one of those things where it kind of made me understand that, yes, I need to teach him or actually encourage him, show him, okay, this is how roughly you should be, how he should be as child, father and son. But it's interesting to see that you had someone around you to help you. And it's so key because sometimes you feel like a lone warrior. Mm. And yeah it, yeah yeah man i think well, the thing is when <clears throat> when you're trying to establish that relationship with your with your dad and if it's two males you, yes. you know it's harder because they think they're so macho and you don't need to show those kind of emotions and alpha um yeah, yeah and you, you need to establish when you're doing that relationship um that 
he is the alpha male and you're still the child. So in me trying to do that, do establish that relationship with him, I had to respect the fact that, okay, he doesn't want to talk to me today. Fine. But you know, what? I'm going to keep praying about it because I know God's going to soften his heart. And you, you had to respect, you, you didn't want to force it because as men, you have that pride. And when you know, just like, just like when lions have their own pride, right? They have, yeah. for each pride, there's only one, one alpha male. Absolutely. So when there's another alpha male that comes to challenge, you feel like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Trying to take over my pride? You know, and it's like, you, you, you don't want to overstep or step on his toes that you're trying to take over as the head of the family because that's not your place. Um, and for me, it was always just, okay, he doesn't want to talk to me today. All right, try again tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just going on from that then, of course, you, you mentioned what you learned from the relationship. So um, you mentioned what happened in the relationship with your father. So my thing is then, what, did you, what would you say you've learned to help you through the journey now as a father? What tips have you gotten that you're implementing now? you're avoiding yeah i mean from that it is looking at my dad there was a lot of good things and there's a lot of bad things or not some not so good and those are the things that you like you said you you take what's good and you take what's not good so for me him being the like my biggest supporter from day one yeah that's a big factor for me and i loved seeing him on the side of the pitch watching me play football um, I love the fact that he went to France with me just to, because of football. You know, um, I love the fact that he checks in. Like, if he if he does if he can't come to the uni games because our uni games were on Wednesdays, Wednesdays Wednesday yeah. afternoons. Absolutely. It's not like now where they get the privilege they they get the main event. Saturday, because, yeah, right. They get the Wednesday yes. nights. Uh, yeah. Back in those days, we were Wednesday early afternoon, twelve o'clock so, or even two. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't get my parents to come down and watch. And he would check in on me um, when I go home that night. He'd be like, did you win? Uh, you know, how did the team do? And that's, to me, him being the biggest supporter is in whatever I did and provided me with the equipment to go and do it. Because um, now I understand what salary is. For him to afford all these things for me, I, I look back and I'm like, what the like how did he do that money man <clears throat> so that's the kind of thing that i want to take away from yeah. that's the biggest thing i'm going to take away from my my dad um <clears throat> there was a lot of not so good stuff so um things like like i said the emotional detachment so the fact that he he didn't want to establish the relationship that i wanted for me and him to have yeah he wouldn't put his foot forward first or start that conversation first um, until later on when we've, we already established it. Because yeah. now we go back and forth. Like, you know, he checks up on me, I check up on him. Um, and we check up on the family and stuff like that. So now we have that relationship that I, I, I wanted. Um, and I praise God for that because I know it wasn't just the stuff that I did, but it was the fact that God softened his heart and let me in. Mm. Okay. 
Um, I think one thing I, I wanted to also emphasize with Billy is that Billy does so much. I was actually speaking to you yesterday night. Hello, Sam. Yes, hey, Sam, how are you doing? <laughs> we have a special unexpected guest, Sam, the son of the house, the man of the house, after his dad, of course. <laughs> Hey Sam, yeah, nice to have you on the podcast. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, so what I was think, your question, Tinny? Yeah, the question was in terms of everything that you've learned from this, now going forward, what advice would you give to people that are still on their journey to fatherhood? We we understand you're currently a father now, but people that are still on their journey, like myself. And just to disclaim to I think people have been asking me this, I am not expecting a child anytime soon. Someone sent me another. <laughs> Billy, I'm telling you, someone sent me another <laughs> message last night. Someone from Coventry University. They just listened to the podcast and they were like, you know, you're expecting a kid. <clears throat> Who is it with? I'm like, come on, man. Did you listen <laughs> to the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Do I know them? And I'm like, did you listen to the podcast? So to all the listeners, no, I am not expecting a kid. This is simply a journey. So going oh, back God. to the question, I'm telling you, I've had to do so much explaining. People trying to guess who it is. But... Going back to the question, what advice would you give to people that are still on the journey to fatherhood? I think that's that's an easy question for me. I think it's it was easy for me because um, what really helped me was the fact that I vowed to myself that I'm going to live my life for God. Mm. And in doing so, in the process of doing that, you start to become a man of integrity. And that's yeah. what I encourage um, I, young men like yourself who are in this journey to fatherhood um, to train yourself to be a man of integrity. Uh, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you show the things that you've said that you're going to do. So for example, when you say you're going to do something, you're going to go and do it. You, you become a man of your word. And through that, you, you earn respect, you earn reliability. Um, and people are able to count on you and depend on you for things that um, they just know that you're reliable to, to pull through for them, you know? Um, and like the biggest test for me as, as a man is if I, if I ask my, my sisters and if I ask my, my wife, the people living in your house, you ask them, am I the same person? who you see inside this house and who you see outside this house. Mm. You know, I think that's the biggest um, factor to knowing, are you a man of integrity? Because you could be a totally different person at home, but then when you walk up into church, you're the holiest person, <laughs> uh, you know, and you, you go into work and you could be, I don't know, the nicest or the meanest. You, you could be the nicest person at work, but then at home, yeah. you could be the meanest person at home. Mm. Yeah, so those are the kind of things where you, you just got to test the waters and train yourself to be a man of integrity because that will go a long way. Okay, for sure. Now, even go, still staying on that question, because those are the characteristics of being a man of integrity that you talked about. So in terms of, I've had examples of people that are saying that, you know what, the dad, dad's not in the country. For example, my dad's not in my country, in the country with me, or even their dad is present in the house. And it's just like yourself, there wasn't that, there's no, 
the emotional attachment that there's an emotional attachment how would they deal how do they kind of address that in an effective manner yeah it's definitely a lot harder and it's something that i identified when i was young because i knew that i'd be outside this house as soon as i get the job that i want yeah um and it was something that i didn't want to i guess i knew that i didn't want to deal with it because it would be harder and <clears throat> i guess for yourself and for other people it can be harder to establish that relationship because yeah i know technology brings um people from across the world a lot closer but sometimes it can only be superficial but then again you know nothing is impossible with god so if you keep praying about it to soften their hearts then um i mean one thing that i didn't mention is that my journey to having to establishing that relationship with my dad didn't just happen overnight it didn't happen in a couple of months it it took like 3 years you know so um i think you you'll identify what are those things that you can do similar to what i did which is when are the times in the week where i can facetime him similar to me having breakfast with my dad you know yeah. where you just have like a a short conversation just to you know because over time i guess when you keep checking up on him they're going to know that you care a lot and you care a whole lot right yeah um and you know you can yeah you find common common grounds so what are those similarities that you guys are interested in and the moment that you you find that that is your foothold and that's what you use um so for me it was sports it was any sports for you know like i said learning formula 1 uh watching darts watching tennis watching the olympics anything to do with sports like my dad was watching it so i watched it um he, for some reason he liked to watch rugby uh i didn't really find rugby that entertaining but neither do i i i i made myself want to be entertained uh watching rugby with him so mm. the moment you find that common interest that you guys have learn more about it learn to expand on it and i'm sure you'll be able to i don't know even have debates about it but constructive debates don't go into arguments yeah absolutely <laughs> debates there there's a thin line between debates especially when it comes to teams that <laughs> anyone that supports any other team but chelsea i don't know why that's possible so i'll leave that one on the back burner <laughs> but we'll not have that debate because it'll turn into an argument but it's okay there are reasons to prove that we are the greatest thing let's not talk about um football oh, i like billy gilmore oh do you know what I said I'm not going to talk about football but honestly listen after I'm so happy that <laughs> Liverpool aren't getting the cup because it would have been I understand that they were Okay let me do you know what I said I'm not going to talk about football let's just stop because some hearts are going to be broken but I hope it'll mend over time yes uh, going on to the <laughs> go just stepping on from that because I really like what you touched upon in terms of being intentional I think the key term people need to also take from that is intentionality so being intentional and taking time out to work on that i wanted to kind of go on to now people that are currently fathers because after the the last week an uncle a long time father in my church and he's what probably in his 50s or so in his um, in his early or late 40s and he called me saying that he really appreciates the podcast because 
for him, even though his dad, uh, his dad was in Nigeria, they came off a very strict background. Mm. My question now is how do people that have obviously are currently fathers, I know you mentioned about integrity, being a man of integrity. Is there a way they can, even now that they're already fathers, how can they build that relationship? Or I don't know, is there something, is there a remedy still? Yeah, man. I think it's never too late to start, right? So for me, I'm I'm learning every day on how to to speak and deal with my son. Um and soon I'll be learning how to speak and deal with my daughter. And the the biggest factor for me is that when they see you do something, they're gonna do it too. So oh, yeah, absolutely that's the thing is that they do what they see you do. So you just got to think about what you're doing all the time because you don't know it, but you end up seeing your bad habits through them because you start questioning, where the heck did you learn that from? And then, you know, it reflects back to you because especially the way you talk to other people. So, um, for example, when when I talk to my wife or when I react to what my wife says and within the next couple of days, if my son saw that, you'll see it, that he, he does it too. Mm. Um, so if the way you react and the way you speak isn't how you want to sound, then you got to change it quickly because they'll pick up on it so quickly, especially at Sam's age, at this age, he picks Absolutely. up on habits so quickly. Um, so for me, for current fathers who are going through this journey, you know, if if you see something that you don't like from what you're seeing from your children, mm. think about it, you know, just like what just like what Jesus said, before you start taking someone else's speck of someone's eye, you gotta take out the log, log out of your own absolutely. eye. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. And one of, one of the things for me, one of the biggest revelations on that passage for me is that you end up identifying that speck, that little speck, because it yeah. probably came from your log. Ooh, that's so, powerful. I didn't, I didn't see that way. You know? Like that. So, oh, wow. But That's what, yeah, that was for me. That's, that's amazing. I think we're coming down to the countdown. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on to this show. And to all the listeners, very soon, like I announced last week, in May, we're going to start doing live streams. And Billy, I'll let you know in advance when we're going to do the live stream on our Instagram page, which is the Fatherhood Podcast. On yeah, Instagram. Man, let me know. Absolutely. So we can have more people ask questions. In the meantime, guys, feel free to write any reviews or questions. But Billy, any last words? Uh. Nothing really. Chinny, thank you so much. Um, I pray God continues to bless you with this, uh, you and Dinesh. And what you guys are doing is amazing, man. And it can be powerful. Um, so keep doing you, bro. Thank you so much, big bro. Guys, this is it for today. Thank you for tuning in and stay blessed. And let's keep on the journey. Take care, brother. Thank you, man. See you. Later. See you.